Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. For years, lawmakers from both political parties have been piling on to the national debt with more and more and more spending. Uh, But this year, Senator Joe Manchin, Democrat from West Virginia, has been putting his foot down and tapping the brakes, as he likes to call it. So we want to dig into what that is and what it means and why it actually matters. Uh, Really pleased to be uh, joined now by uh, Eric uh, Baim. Uh, Eric is with Reason. Uh, He's also had his work appear in the Wall Street Journal, National Review Online, and a host of other places, uh, and is a a great thinker and has raised an important piece uh, in Reason that Joe Manchin is actually forcing Congress to think about the deficit, and that is a good thing. And he joins us now. Eric, thanks for joining us today. Thanks for having me on. Hey, so let's let's dive into this. Uh, you you started out your piece uh, all the way back to the congressional baseball game, which seems like that was an eternity <laughs> ago, uh, or at least trauma uh, several traumas ago in Washington D.C. But uh, the curveball seems to be: where are we really in terms of the three point five trillion dollar reconciliation package that uh, Joe Manchin wanted to tap the brakes on? That uh, President Joe Biden is going to sell in Michigan coming up here shortly. But uh, how do you see that playing out? Yeah, that's right. I mean, the reference to the congressional baseball game being that it was the same night as the congressional baseball game last week when uh, Joe Manchin put out a a pretty long statement kind of outlining uh, his opposition to this uh, $3.5 trillion reconciliation package. And and he was reiterating things that have been reported in kind of dribs and drabs over the last few weeks and even months about his, you know, unwillingness to support the package. But it was uh, somewhat surprising to see, and, and in fact, actually quite surprising to see uh, a member of the party that has the majority in Congress uh, put out such a long statement making such a serious argument for fiscal restraint, because we just don't see that in Congress anymore. Uh, when Republicans have the majority, they spend a lot of money, they run up the deficit. When Democrats have the majority, they spend a lot of money and run up the deficit. Um, and you and you sometimes see members of the, the minority party uh, and oftentimes when it's Republicans in the minority, you, you hear, you know, sort of these calls for fiscal restraint. Uh, but uh, uh, quite unusual, I think, to see something like that coming from a, a member of the majority party. And uh, as I said in the piece, Manchin's forcing Congress to think about the deficit. I, I don't know that he's actually going to force Congress to do anything about it, but at least he's raising some important points. And it is an important point. And uh, I think you did hit on uh, what actually unifies both parties, and that is when they are in power uh, debts and deficit spending uh, suddenly are not nearly as important as when they are in the minority. Uh, and we're seeing that play out. Uh, I also thought it was interesting today that you had, of course, a, a letter going from uh, minority leader Mitch McConnell to uh, President Biden uh, saying, hey, you know, when when you were in <laughs> in the Senate in 2003, 2004, and I think 2006, they said, you know, Mr. President, uh, you left it to Republicans to raise the debt ceiling, and and we feel the same way now. So good luck. <laughs> yeah, yeah. These are, these are somewhat different issues, obviously connected because everything in Washington ends up getting kind of lumped together and connected. Yes. Uh, raising the debt ceiling is really about 
uh, largely paying for spending that's already been approved. It's just about sort of letting the Treasury pay the bills that are already out there. Uh, that has been tacked on to the, the, the measure to raise the debt ceiling is sort of being tacked on to this three and a half trillion dollars in new spending. Uh, that would uh, that would effectively require you know not only uh, raising the debt ceiling now but would would put us in a situation where we'd have to continue raising it in future years as the, the debt would continue to pile up. Um, and I think just to sort of bring it back to Manchin, I mean I think that the point that he makes uh, and he's been making throughout this process that that is really the most important is that uh, you know even if the country is not facing a, a crisis right now from the running up of the national debt, that like as you pile more national debt on, uh, it just becomes more expensive to pay for it, right? That means you yeah. have to spend more money in interest payments every year, and that's money that the government is going to have to take in just to pay for spending that's already on the books. That's, that's not going to any benefits for anybody. It's not funding Social Security payments. It's not funding any of the other things the government does, social spending or, or defense spending or any of that. It's just literally being sunk into the national debt. Um, and that will ultimately wane. That, that will you know, reduce economic growth uh, in the long run. Basically, every projection out there from independent analysts, the Congressional Budget Office, everybody agrees on that point. Uh, so it's, it's not necessarily, uh, you know, it may, it may be true that we may not face some sort of acute debt crisis, but we're still going to feel the consequences of this uh, for the next decade, yeah. two decades to go. Yeah, no question. And uh, as all of that continues to, to pile up, and uh, as you mentioned, uh, as we're paying more and more in interest just on uh, servicing that uh, $30 trillion in debt to, at historic lows, by the way, if it goes up to just historic averages, I think we'd have a a major, major problem going on. But uh, sticking with, with Senator Manchin and kind of this call f- to – really think about it and think about spending. Uh, I'm one of those who thinks, you know, we just ought to have a an audit where we can just say, okay, let's let's talk about whatever you want to talk about. And, and let's just make sure, let's go through, if we're going to spend, let's make sure there's no waste, fraud, or abuse. Let's have some transparency in the process. And then let's have some accountability for the outcomes uh, of those projects. I, I had uh, Catherine uh, Rample from the Washington Post on uh, earlier mm-hmm. in the show and she said, you know what, Democrats should just try to go a little smaller and actually try to get something that actually works done and see how that game plays out. Sure. I mean, we know one of the things that Manchin has proposed, this, this is not something that he put out in that statement last week, but something that uh, Politico had reported uh, right around the same time last week, that back in July he had had a meeting with uh, Chuck Schumer, the Senate right. Majority Leader, and he had proposed $1.5 trillion as the reconciliation package, so considerably smaller. That's still a ton of money. That's still roughly twice the size of the Obama stimulus, just to put that in context for people, because I think these numbers are difficult to conceptualize. Yeah. You know, that would still be, even even as, as much smaller as it is than what the Democrats are proposing, it would still be a huge spending bill. Um, and, uh, and he proposes, you know, look, we'll, we'll pay for it with a, a few tax increases, and then any additional revenue that comes in from those tax increases above and beyond the $1.5 trillion will be not spent on anything new, but will go towards reducing the deficit and the long-term debt. And I think that's a pretty responsible proposal. It's, I mean, it's not, uh, it's not saying let's balance the budget, which is really what Congress should be talking about. Right. But at least it's saying, hey, we have to acknowledge that we have a problem here. We have to acknowledge that uh, continuing to increase spending and not paying for it and borrowing money uh, is not the way to go. And uh, and so it's important that at least one person in Congress is having this conversation because there just is really so little interest in it on both sides of the aisle right now. Yeah, and it is one of those that uh, I think does 
as people actually stop and think about it, they say, oh, yeah, I am worried about that. We know some of our military leaders have said, hey, the, the debt and the yeah. deficit spending is, is a national security issue uh, for the long haul. Uh, and yet there just doesn't seem to be that traction or that group in Congress to – to stick with Senator Manchin and say, let's let's really do some assessing here in terms of our spending. Uh, so as you look at it, Eric, rolling forward, uh, what do you anticipate? What should we be watching for that maybe we're not watching for uh, in the days ahead? Well, I think one of the things that you're not seeing is, and, and this is to the point that you just made, really, is actually talking about how much of a national security concern the debt and deficit could be. Um, and you're right that most people realize this is a problem. Uh, there was a, a Pew, I think it was, survey done back in the spring where they ask, as they do every year, they ask a, a survey of you know a couple thousand Americans, what are the things that you're most worried about in politics? Uh, the debt and deficit actually ranked second on that list. Um, it was ahead of things like immigration, ahead of things like the COVID-19 pandemic, ahead of things that if you turn on you know any cable news channel tonight, you will hear people talking about immigration. You will hear people talking about the pandemic. You will hear people talking about foreign policy in China and issues like that. Uh, and, and the national debt and deficit ranked ahead of all of those things. But wow. it's, so it's not just a political problem. It's also a media problem. This is not something that gets enough attention. It's not interesting, right? It's not, uh, it, it doesn't uh, draw clicks and, and eyeballs to the TV screen. But it is really important. It is probably the most important thing uh, that the country, the, the biggest threat that the country is going to face uh, barring some sort of unforeseen cataclysm in the next few decades. Um, and uh, you've got, you know, sort of associated problems with Social Security and Medicaid, both running out of money or, or facing potential insolvency yeah. as well. Uh, so this is this is a serious problem. And it's a problem that our lawmakers really ultimately this is their job is to pass budgets to make sure the books balance. Uh, right. They've failed at it for a long time and they have to get back to uh, yeah. get back to is, doing their job. It is time to get back to that. Uh, Eric Bain, uh, reporter for Reason. A great piece on there. Great read. A great insight. It is time to stop and do some assessing. Where are we? Where do we want to go next? And why? Especially when it comes to spending. Coming up next, we're going to talk about where those eyeballs and clicks are going. Testimony about Facebook in Congress today. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.